Are you concerned about your health or that of a loved one? What about aging? Are you going with the flow? Are you figuring out how to mitigate the impact? Or are you just plain freaking out? Today's guest is a naturopathic doctor who specializes in empowering you to be your best self and to age gracefully and beautifully. Welcome to the How To Be Free podcast. I'm Stephen Francis. And I'm Michelle LaDuke-Catlin. Stay with us as we explore how to create freedom with our health in just one week. Health and aging are topics that inevitably impact all of us at some point in our lives. But how we learn to deal with these issues can be, let's face it, quite confusing. There's all this conflicting health information out there. And so researching can have the opposite effect of providing people with freedom, which, you know, this podcast is all about. It can, in fact, be overwhelming and frustrating. So we're joined today by Dr. Afsun Khalili, and she's a naturopath and creator of the Be Your Best Self program. And she's our guest today. Uh, Welcome, Dr. Khalili. Thank Thank you you so much. Um, She's here to help us alleviate some of that frustration and some of that overwhelm and provide us with more freedom in this area of our lives. So uh, let's start with some basics so that everyone knows what we're talking about. So first of all, what exactly is a naturopath and what drew you to becoming an ND as opposed to an MD? So first of all, thank you so much for having me uh, on your show today. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, And uh, a lot of people ask me that question, you know, what brought me to naturopathic medicine and who are naturopathic doctors? I think I might start with my uh, just sharing a little bit of of my own journey before I talk about what naturopathic medicine is. Mm. Um, I grew up in Montreal and uh, I think it was sort of um, in between high school and university, we have something called CEGEP. It's a college for two years. And when I started going to Seja, my diet changed quite drastically. Um, I used to eat home uh, at home quite often at, in high school, take my food from home. And all of a sudden, when I went to Seja, I wasn't able to do that. So I eat, started eating out a lot and eating a lot of sandwiches and baked goods, muffins, things like that. And uh, started noticing a significant change in my digestion and got very, very sick. Um, And at the time, uh, my uncle was a gastroenterologist at the Montreal General Hospital. He referred me to some colleagues. I saw a lot of different specialists. And no matter what I would do, I was just getting worse. And I had never even heard of naturopathic medicine and what it was. And uh, one of my friends said to me, she goes, you know, my sister is a naturopathic doctor. Why don't you go see her? And I remember thinking, a what? I had never heard of it before. So initially, um, also because I come from a, you know, uh, my relatives and family, uh, uh, there's a lot of medical doctors in my family, um, about 23 to be exact. Um, I was very reluctant, yeah, to go see this naturopath. And I was like, who is this person? And, um, but it got to a point where I was so sick that I thought, you know what, I got to go see someone. And in fact, my parents were very supportive as well. And I went to see her and uh, the rest is history. She really helped me and changed my life. And um, I, at this point I was studying biochemistry um, as my undergraduate degree. And I was sitting in her office one day and uh, she used to always be running late. um, And uh, so it gave me the opportunity to read stuff on her walls and in her waiting area Um, So I saw uh, she had the oath of naturopathic doctors on her wall, and it starts with, I dedicate myself to the service of humanity. Mm. Um, And I thought, you know what, I want to be a part of that. Uh, That's what I want to do. 
And uh, so anyway, once I graduated, uh, took me a couple of years, but I applied and got in and the rest is history. Mm. Um, and in terms of naturopathic doctors, I think the best way to describe naturopathic doctors, it's like um, doctors who are specialized in um, using uh, botanicals, vitamins, minerals, um, using diet and lifestyle and a few other modalities in terms of um, helping patients with their health goals and with their health issues. So um, naturopathic doctors in North America are trained as primary healthcare providers mm. uh, with the understanding, of course, that in every province and in every state, the regulations are a little bit different. So not all naturopathic doctors can practice as healthcare providers, uh, as primary healthcare providers, because of the regulations around where they practice, but certainly in regulated um, states and provinces, um, uh, you know, we basically work with patients on their health goals and the concerns that they might have. And as I mentioned, we have different modalities that we use. Certainly lifestyle and diet is a big part of what we do. Mm. Um, and unlike what people think, we're not against medications. We understand the importance of medications. We understand their role. We know that they have a place. Um, and we're not against allopathic medicine, what we call regular mainstream medicine. We're not against that at all. In fact, uh, we very much like to collaborate and work together. We believe that we're complementary to each other. And we can, And I find the best results always come when the two sides work together. That's when the patients really thrive and do well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds, it sounds like, um, you know, when I go see my doctor, uh, uh, and, and he's an osteopath. He's a, a DO rather than MD. Um, but when I go see him, the focus is very much on on, on what's gone wrong and what, what might go wrong. And and that's like saying that, you know, uh, mental health is the opposite of being, it's like, you're not insane. You know what I mean? Uh, there's so much, there's, it sounds like the, 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 the thrust of, of an MD is to, is towards like optimal health. Exactly. Rather than, than focusing on ill health. It's like, how can I have more health, you know, uh, I also find, and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, a natural. When I go see my MD, I do have an MD, and Dr. Khalili is my ND. So um, <laughs> when I go see my MD, it's more about how do we mitigate the symptoms, right? So how is it that we can stop these symptoms so you stop experiencing whatever discomfort? But naturopathic medicine. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. Focuses more on the root cause, so getting to the the original source of it and clearing that up. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Although I have to say, sometimes it's hard to treat the underlying cause of something, right? Uh, sometimes it's difficult right. to find the underlying cause. But yes, it is in our oath and in our one of our principles um, to find the underlying cause of disease and treat that. So for mm. I'll give you a quick example. If someone has gas and bloating and let's say we notice instead of like keeping taking digestive enzymes or something, which can help, the better idea might be to eliminate some foods and see if any of those foods are contributing to that gas and bloating. And a simple, um, you know, example can be someone who say avoids dairy and they notice, yeah, their gas and bloating is gone. So of course, in this example, it was really easy. The person had a dairy sensitivity, they removed it, their gas and bloating is gone. Unfortunately, it's not always that easy to find the cause and treat. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, ultimately that's what we aim for. And in terms of what um, you were mentioning with your osteopath, absolutely, we're in the business of prevention as well. We now know it's well proven that, you know, diabetes, 
cardiovascular disease. These are preventable diseases. Mm -hmm. There's lots of studies to support that. And of course, we as naturopathic doctors, when we can, we would love to help prevent. But I have to say, sometimes people come when they're already quite sick. So at that point, prevention is no longer maybe an option, maybe prevention of other things, but you know, so it depends. It depends yeah. where the patients you, are you, at. More into mitigation and and, and, and right. an attempt to cure and so forth at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite telling that you mention, you know, looking for a cause because yes. the light's going on for me. And I'm I'm not knocking the medical industry. I mean, I, I take medication for ADHD. Without it, I'm I'm a I'm a non-functional unit basically. And I tried everything, right? I mean, you know, I really right. researched it. But but as you say, it, it's a help. And then there are other things I do to sort of mitigate the effects of taking a stimulant for the next 30 years, right, of my life. But, you know, so at work, I work alongside industrial engineers and operations people. I'm more of a soft skills organizational development type, but I go into heavy industries and I help them transform their their, their processes. And so a discipline we use a lot is called the five whys, and it's all about root cause analysis. Because, you know, if you're constantly just treating the symptom at, in a large organization, you will never, ever improve your results because it's just going to keep happening. And so we use this very, actually Buddha invented it, this, this process of asking why five times in a row. And, and it just, as I say, this light just went on for me when you said, we want to we try and find out why it's happening. That seems to be a question that's largely absent from, it's, it's almost not of interest, you know? I mean, if I say to my my uh, my neuropsychiatrist who's in New York City, he's a, a Harvard MD, PhD, and a brilliant man. If I say to him, you know, doc, you know, what, what's causing this? He said, we don't know, but the medication works really great, right? I'm like, yeah, and he's got a point. But at the same time, it's sort of like, well, but, uh, you know, it would be, maybe it's fruitful to ask that question. So I'm just going, kind of going off here, but that struck me as being a very big difference. And I think understanding the causes of things does help us create more freedom, right? I mean, uh, um, well, and to to your earlier point, Stephen, it gives us more agency, yes. right? The more we can understand the, the why, yeah. the more we the more can, we can act to to yeah, yeah. act yes. add autonomy. Yeah, I think I think you know um, I've certainly met many medical doctors who do look for the whys as well. Mm. Um, um, but I have to say, I think it's training. Uh, the training sometimes has gone uh, the other way. That's why I'm saying complementary working together, mm. because if you're in a car accident. And you need to be put together. Don't come to a naturopath, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah, go right. to the sure. ER, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all uh, specialized in what we do, and I think mm. ultimately the best. I see the best results when everybody works together. Yeah, that's when yes. you get, say, that see the best. Sense. Yeah. Um, and like I said, sometimes the cause is also not treatable, right? Like, what if it's a genetic disorder? And yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are you going to do then? Right. And, right, but sure. yes, uh, certainly we do look for the whys and when we can find them and we can treat it, definitely it makes a big difference, but it's not always possible, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Further to what Stephen said about, um, uh, what was it about prevention, mm. right? So your program is called this, be your best. Exactly. Self. My segue to <laughs> you read, you read my mind. I was thinking about, we have sort of after the fat medicine in a sense and before the fat medicine, and you work really well together. Uh, you have a program, which sounds to me like you're very, it's very much about before the fact it's about taking responsibility and having more freedom around your health before something goes wrong. Uh, so would you tell, tell us more about that? So Be Your Best Self is actually a healthy lifestyle and weight management program. Mm. And the reason I created it is because, um, you know, when I was a kid growing up and whatever, there was always this emphasis, you know, uh, uh, from outside and from the media and everything on, uh, you know, 
having a certain weight and looking a certain way. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I have a history of body image disorder myself, even though I've never really been overweight, but just like struggling with that because of um, all the things that we know uh, women have to sort of uh, experience. And, and the pressures of being from a family that has 23 medical doctors, right? <laughs> that too. Uh, and uh, between cousins and second cousins and uncles and aunts and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And so basically, I, I wanted to create a program that helped empower individuals who had weight issues. Um, and I wanted them to understand what eating healthy was about. Um, and that how you don't need to starve yourself to lose weight. Um, I wanted it to be educational and I wanted it to be supportive. I also wanted it to be a place where people could talk about their challenges openly. Um, and so Be Your Best Self is a healthy lifestyle change and weight management program for people who have weight issues. Um, it's not a quick fix. It's not like you join and then you do the program for six to eight weeks and then you lose all your weight. That's not how it works. It's educational. It's about making lifelong changes that can have, you know, the biggest impact. And one of the things I liked uh, when uh, Michelle was asking about the, sh the to, to join you guys today was that you were saying, what are some things that people can do that can make a 5% difference? And that's really the Be Your Self program. It's not like, you know, this quick fix of like, you starve yourself, you lose 20 pounds, and then you struggle maintaining it. That's not what it is. It's really about making those small changes. And what's interesting is research actually shows if you just reduce your caloric intake by 100 calories a, a day, for example, mm -hmm. in one year, that's nine less pounds, mm -hmm. you know? So if you just reduce your caloric intake by 200 calories a day in one year, that's like 18 pounds less. And, so and to put this in context, just into, but yeah. how, when you say a hundred calories, I've got a pretty good idea of what that is, but maybe my, maybe our listeners don't off the top of their heads. Right. What, what would a hundred calories, what would I have to put in my face to, to be a hundred calories better off? <laughs> uh, a medium, a medium banana is around a hundred calories. So, so we're talking about cutting out a banana. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, a medium to large apple is about a hundred calories. Right. Right. And you that know? would be, that would so. be that, the healthy version. Uh, exactly. We're talking exactly. about probably like what a quarter of a muffin, you know, a, so. uh, three potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many potato chips are actually 100 calories. We would have to look know. that up. But I don't, yeah. I don't. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. But yeah, but exactly. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like people think they have to starve themselves to lose mm. the weight. And it's kind of like, mm -hmm. actually, by making 5% minor changes, mm. you can actually get. So I love the Be Your Best Self as well. Over the years, we've had, uh, you know, all kinds of people join. But it seems to attract mostly female patients and female uh, individuals. Mm. Uh, but I mean, all kinds of people have common. We talk about hormones as well. We talk about how hormones affect weight. We talk about stress and how that affects weight. Um, uh, before COVID, we used to take everyone uh, for a shopping trip to uh, a grocery store and do healthy shopping together. Uh, since COVID, we don't do it that way. We talk about it and talk mm. about where to go in a grocery store. We also do a cooking class, which is really fun. Um, I always like to do a kale salad because I find kale kits such a bad rep. People are like, oh, kale. And then when they make the salad, uh, we used to be in person. We used to be in person. We would make it together and people would be like, this is actually delicious. Mm. So mm. it's this, that This kind episode of brought to you by Kale Farmers of America. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love me some kale. I, 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 I was yeah. an early convert. I, I I love kale, kale too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we talk about like all that kind of stuff. And by the end of it, I think people 
um, the feedback that I get is people really feel that it helped them understand how to eat better. We also do a whole session on how to read labels and how to read ingredients, because as you guys know, that's a big issue too. Like there's a lot of words now on, on packaged foods that, you know, you're like, that start with Z and X and Y. And you're like, what are those words and what do they mean? Right. Mm. And so we have a whole Mm -hmm. session on that as well. That's that's really great. I want to go back because you've you've already answered the first five percent question, right? So yeah. that's that's a really great one. Um, hundred less calories a day, yeah. right? And I know calories are only one measure, Absolutely. only one way that we lose weight. So looking at other things, so you're talking about lifestyle changes as well. So what are the other kinds of things you focus on other than diet, and uh, what might be a five percent? How would we apply that 5% in those areas? Great question. And the answer to that is uh, physical activity. By the way, I'm not into calories. Like, I don't want people to think you have to count calories when you do be your best self. Not at all. But I find sometimes when you tell someone just eat a little bit less, you need to quantify what a little bit less means. So when Mm. you say 100 calories and a banana is 100 calories, it clicks for people. That they can do, right? So I just wanted to say that. But uh, I focus a lot on lifestyle and physical activity. And for me... Physical activity is not necessarily about joining a gym. Honestly, sometimes with my nine-year-old, we put music on and we dance together. Mm. You know, just moving. We, especially now with doing more Zoom and doing everything virtual, we're all sitting a lot more. So that's another thing, just getting up, you know, just getting up and moving, whatever it is, Um, moving to music, going for walks. um, And Again, people think they have to go to the gym, work out a whole hour to get results. Not necessarily just being more active. If you're in a, in a building, taking the stairs, if it's just like three or four st- uh, stairs, you know, like not always taking the elevator. Um, I always laugh when you go to a mall, everyone's fighting for that, those few huh. spots, sure. right? Yeah. that are closest to the entrance. I'm one of those people I always call, like park furthest away. In fact, my nine-year-old always complains about it. She's like, why do we have to park so far away? But I'm like, let's walk a little yeah. bit more. You know yeah. what? My husband and I yeah. say, save those spots for the old people. Yeah. Right. We're not yeah. old. Right. We park as far away as possible. I'm yeah. completely with you. It's yeah. such a simple I way. I have a little hack for you. Yeah. This is comes what comes of working with industrial engineers. So when you come out of the mall, you have a cart, right? A shopping cart. It's full of stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that cart when you're done with it? You're going to go and put it in the cart receptacle. So park at the furthest cart receptacle from the door because then you're right next to the cart receptacle. When you're done, you stick it in there You can get a new car and go. So that's... That's Love the, it. the Khalili France's law there. So law of parking. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Yeah. And and my my hack is if you if only have a few bags, don't use the cart. Yes. Right. Definitely. Carry those yes. so that you're rucking to the car, yeah. right? And you're getting that extra weight mm. in, right? There's I I'm I I'm that. so with you because all the little things like one of the things my husband and I talk about is that anything in our, even at home, where we have to bend down more, we have to reach up to a cupboard more, any, this is all good. It's all movement. So, you know, oftentimes I think we've, we've trained ourselves to be so comfortable that we want everything, you know, within arm's reach, everything at a push of a button. But no, sometimes, you know, carrying those big jugs of water or reaching up to get something from a high shelf, right? These things keep us moving. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just going to add one more thing that I do is because I'm sitting at home writing a lot, I set my timer every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I just get up. Mm-hmm. 
you know, even it's just to get up and move and then sit back down. Love that. Yeah. All of those things. And again, that's exactly what it is for me. It's about just being more active. You know, mm. um, we, we, we tend to all like sit and watch Netflix and I love Netflix um, and show after show without before knowing you've sat there for a couple of hours without moving. Right. So just getting yeah. up now today I'm sitting, but often when I'm doing uh, my zoom lectures at the college where I work, or if even when I'm doing uh, virtual visits, I also stand, you know, like I have one of those standing desks at home and I find yeah. that really helpful. It's great. Yeah. So that 5% is exactly that. Those little, just being more, just moving more. Like when we make our bed, have you, have you noticed you can just throw your duvet cover on top of very messy sheets and no one sees underneath and on top it looks okay. But what if every day when you made your bed, you made it as if you were making it anew? You know, it's keeping you more active, you know? So it's just more mm. movement. Mm. Mm. It's also really great because what I hear in that is also the mental setup, yeah. you know, for your day. So health is also yes. <laughs> here. And when you, when you do something you know, as it was meant to be done, when you do it really well, you're also setting yourself up to do the day really that's well. That's true, so. And yeah. that's another yeah. 5%. There's a great YouTube uh, talk from, a, from a, a, a US Navy officer, former SEAL. He talks about this. It's like that first victory of the day is making your bed. And, yeah. and I never did. I was always like, well, you're going to unmake it when you get in. So why make it? I was very loosey-goosey about it. But now it's actually great because I travel a lot. In the hotels, they, they don't make your room up anymore. So I'm making my bed every day. And it's true. It does. It sets a certain tone. And you walk out the door like a little bit, that 5% straighter kind of a thing. You know. So um, I, I wanted to just quickly say here, you know, the reason we wanted to have you on the show is, is that, so Michelle and I sometimes talk about like there's freedom from and freedom to. So if you get your driver's license, you have the freedom to drive a car, right? Uh, if fr freedom from is, is like the, well, what great example would be the depredations of aging, right? We get older and we can't do what we wanted to do anymore. So uh, that that's why we wanted to have a health practitioner, especially from your discipline on is, is to just to underscore the fact that you know, we want to have, as we age, the ability to still do the things we want to do, whether it's play with dance with our nine-year-old or just go for a walk in the park. I want to just jump on that because you're pointing to something really interesting. So we haven't yet talked about aging mm. and in the, in the little bit of time we have left, how do we, it's, it's interesting because I think when we hear anti-aging, which is really a horrible expression because really anti-aging is death, but it's come to mean something else. But in aging gracefully, aging beautifully, there's the aesthetic side, but there's also the freedom from disease and the freedom of movement and strength and agility and all those things. So how do you address that in this context of, you know, what can we do tangibly to be 5% more free? So the first thing I'm going to say, and this is the most easiest thing, is just drinking water and staying hydrated. As we age, one of the things that happens is our skin becomes drier. We just become drier, um, just staying hydrated. And it's the easiest thing in the world. And it's so funny because everyone's like, we all know how we have to drink water, you know, but it actually is sometimes the most simple things are the most important things. Just drinking water. Like I still encounter uh, in my practice patients, people who are like, yeah, I only have two glasses of water a day, three glasses of water a day. I, but drinking water is really, really important. And it's so easy. And for me, what I like to always recommend to everyone, and this is what I do by myself, first thing in the morning, 
uh, start your morning with water. First of all, it's a good reminder of being healthy. Like it just puts you on track. But the other thing too is after six, seven, eight hours, longer uh, hours of sleep, we're probably a little bit dehydrated when we wake up anyway. Mm-hmm. So water is just a really good way to start the morning. Um, the other thing that is really important is getting antioxidants in the diet. So I think everyone's heard of antioxidants. I don't have to beat it uh, sort of uh, to make a point. Like I think we all know, but like antioxidants are so, so, so crucial to our health and anti-aging and so forth. So Again, like adding some blueberries, some pomegranate, um, purple vegetables, purple fruit, the rainbow, the rainbow of all the fruits and vegetables are all great. They all, every fruit and vegetable that has different colors is going to be higher in vitamin C or in antioxidants or uh, minerals or whatever. So just eating a rainbow of fruits and vegetables. Right. And, and, and not, the, not uh, like candy that has the rainbow of fruit flavors, just to be. We've all seen the commercial. Actual, that's not that's the right. same thing. Yes. Yes. Not, not actual the candy. Yeah, yeah, actual yeah. fruits yeah. and vegetables. And one thing I, I see a lot is people beat themselves up a lot when they don't eat healthy and then like one um unhealthy day becomes two a week and a month and really everybody has moments when they might not make healthy food choices even on a bad day eating some fruits and vegetables just adds a little bit more reduces maybe some of the negative effects of something unhealthy that was consumed I see what you mean. Also, so, so don't blame yeah. yourself if you slip because that'll make you slip more is that what you're exactly yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. and i'm a huge fan of moderation you know, a little bit of chocolate goes a long way. And uh, especially dark chocolate, uh, we know it's got like some actual health benefits. But also, if it makes your day to have a little bit of chocolate, go for it. Like, moderation is really important. And finally, laughter. I think we don't laugh enough. I, one of the things I like about this is you guys are very both, uh, you've got grades of humor and we're laughing a lot laughing more right like Mm -hmm. that belly laughter like that's Mm -hmm. so 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 important even as an anti-aging tool um you know we're not being so you know serious sams all the time (laughs) Uh, laughing at ourselves laughing sometimes at what's happening around us like seeing the humor in things you know Um, i think the british are really good at this Uh, From what I know, you know, they're able to laugh at themselves and laugh at like important things and bring light into things. And I think we need to do more of that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to say, I I love that because you've given us a really holistic uh, set of 5% tangible steps because, okay, so you've talked about the physical, you know, water, you've, and, and vegetables, you've talked about, uh, sorry, I guess the what to eat and then the physical in terms of, you know, dancing or walking or, you know, um, not parking so close to the mall or and really and I think this is really important to underscore what you said, do what you actually enjoy. And because then then you're likely to build on it and do more of it rather than trying to do something that you absolutely hate. I mean, if you hate going to a gym, don't go to a gym because then that ties into the last part, so the the mental part of it, right? right? Which is do something that makes you laugh, do something that you enjoy, and and I've, as I understand it, there's real science behind that part of it, right? It's yes. not just a, oh well, I'll feel better, but there's actual science to show that it is actually very healthy to do those things that you love. Mm. It really is, and again, if someone enjoys the gym, go to the gym, right? Like. I love going to the gym mm-hmm. myself. I like doing that, but I know not it's not for everybody, right? And that's exactly yeah. is. I think anti-aging is also knowing ourselves. One of the things I love about getting older is that I know my likes and dislikes better. 
you know, and I'm not trying to do things, you know, just because I think I have to do them. Um, and I think the other part of anti-aging for me is being okay with aging, mm. you know, like embracing it. Absolutely. Mm. Like I love yeah. the age that I'm at right now. I'm 50 and I love it. Mm. You know, I don't want to be 20 again. It's funny. Like last night, my, uh, I was talking to uh, my cousins and we were all saying this, like they said, if you could, if there was a time machine, would you go back? I said, I don't want to go back to childhood again. Mm. I really don't. Mm. You know, I, yeah, I feel yeah, exactly yeah, the same. Yeah. 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 yeah, I feel like I've. I've yeah. It wasn't until I hit fifty that I really started to get to know and right. like who I yeah. am. Exactly. And, and, and yeah. if I can just say this, I mean, and most of you will be listening to this. Right. Uh, Dr. Afsun Khalili is a, is a very beautiful woman and is vibrant. And this is a fifty year old woman with a nine year old child, and I'm just in awe. You're a great advertisement for what you're talking about. You know, you Thank you're you. really living it, and and you're 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 a very clear and shining example of it. You glow Thank with you. health and and, and vibrancy. It's a pleasure to be in your presence. I would like to add something to that because, you know, as somebody who has seen you professionally for several years, one of the things, I just, I'm so moved by this because one of the things that has become an essential part of my visits with you is that I am actually spiritually buoyed after I see you. So again, you really walk the talk. It's not just eat this or do this or take that. It really is um, your care and vibrancy and concern and passion for what you do and for your patience is really evident. So I thank you. Thank you so much. I'm humbled by what you say. I appreciate what you say. Listen, I've had my own health challenges. I'm not perfect. And that's the other thing that I like about aging. I was very much a perfectionist. I'm a firstborn. I always wanted to do better than what I could overachiever. And over the years, like embracing that, like it's our imperfections that make us who we are, loving ourselves as we are. It's an ongoing journey for all of us. I certainly try to embody what I tell my patients to do. I have my moments as well. I fall as well. And then I have to get up back, uh, back up again. Right. Um, I, I try to be authentic as much as I can. And I think that's the other part of aging that I like, you know, you, 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 you're, you're, you, you, you tend to be more your authentic self mm. and it's yeah. kind of like what Brene Brown says, like being vulnerable. I think as we age, we're also more comfortable with being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you start yeah, to realize because it's that, not a weakness. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it exactly. helps people connect, and and yeah. nothing, almost never, does anything bad happen because of it. You know, exactly. the times I've taken a risk and have said the thing that's right. really hard to say, it generally turns out pretty well, actually. So exactly, you know, it's yeah, so true. Yeah. You, it, in the freedom you grant yourself you give other people around you that freedom. Yeah. That's like that Marianne Williamson's quote. I was just thinking, <laughs> as it was coming out of my mouth, it's like, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that quote. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people reach you? Um, so the best way to find me uh, is on my website, ksnature.ca. On there, the phone number to our clinics are there. I also teach at the college, so I can be reached through the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, uh, the Robert Schott Naturopathic Clinic. Uh, the Be Your Best Self is run both in my private practice and there at different times. I'm the facilitator for it. Um, yeah. Uh, now, it, it, can people take part in Be Your Best Self remotely? Like if I wanted to do it yes. from... from Lovely yes, Green Pittsburgh. Can. Fantastic. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so of that's, course. Great. Yeah. And yeah. so that's ksnature.ca, right? So, yes. so Kilo Sierra 
nature, nature dot, dot C- CA, C-A, like the first yes. two letters of Canada. Great. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. And we'll put it in the yeah, show notes. Yeah, of course, be in the show well. notes. Yes, it will. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's lovely being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate oh, thank it. You. Thank you for your lovely <laughs> presence. Thank you. And uh, th- this uh, show is uh, not be possible without the efforts of uh, Toby and Caitlin, our wonderful sound engineers in the UK. Uh, Toby also composed our music. So if you uh, need a complete, as we say in the US, soup to nuts solution for your podcasting, uh, please check the show notes. We'll have contact information from them too. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Oh, just it's just been an absolute delight. Thank you to everyone for uh, sharing this conversation with us on how to be free. <laughs>